word, amen. amen. I like that hallelujah. I even like that. Help them, Jesus. Help them, Lord. Huh? That's old school, amen. I hope I can move like that at 71 year old. Somebody say amen. I'm 44 and can't move like that. I got to get limbered up. My goodness. And hallelujah, brother. That's, that took me back when I was a boy. How they used to lead singing. Amen. And uh, I, that blessed my heart right there. And choir, what a blessing. My goodness, I like a choir with juice on it. Amen. And uh, you know, <clears throat> you can't get choir singing nowhere other than the church. You know what's amazing? You can even get it on CD, but it just ain't like it is when it's at church. And you can't beat old-fashioned Holy Ghost choir singing, congregational singing. Amen. I don't know why these churches is getting rid of choirs. I mean, are y'all with me? And uh, I mean, they've traded it for drama teams. Y'all with me? But I thank God for old time choir. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm telling you, I about killed myself last night. And y'all going to have to help me get through this tonight. Amen. Uh, I love Brother Tracy. Thank God for him and his friendship and the church. It's been a blessing to be back with you. And uh, boy, there's liberty here. Great, great people, and I thank God for that. Amen. I'd love to go back from where I started off last night, and I really talked to the Lord about it, but he ain't talked to me about it. Y'all ever have that? I've been telling the Lord how I wanted to go back to that, but he ain't talking to me about it, so we're just going to mind him, all right? I hope you got some encouragement last night. And to the pastor that brought his church here tonight, God bless you. And thank you for bringing your church over and your choir. And ain't that a blessing that there's another shepherd bring his uh, flock over here and let us worship together. Let me tell this story real quick. I was thinking about that uh, just as I was talking about it right then. I was in Albania and uh, it was so amazing. We was up on this mountain looking down on how many hundreds of acres this green field was. And I mean, I bet they was a thousand sheep. Figure of speech, might even been more. But I mean, we was just marveled at them. I've got pictures of them back home. And uh, <clears throat> Brother Robbie said, now we're going to sit here and said we're going to see something real great. And I said, what's that? He said, just watch, Dorsey. And he had done viewed this. I'd never viewed it. I bet we sat there another hour and a half. I said, what are we supposed to be seeing? I was making fun of them. Y'all, don't, y'all, I am a little mischief. Somebody help me. And all of us was pastors. We had two missionaries and the rest of us were pastors. And I, I said, boy, is this the dumbest thing we've done on this missions trip? I said, boy, we're looking. They're just eating grass down there and talking to one another. And Robbie said, just shut up, Dorsey. Just shut up. Said, you fixing to say something you're going to preach the rest of your life? I said, ain't no way I'd preach anything I'm seeing. <laughs> Y'all with me? You know, preachers do have a good time. Somebody help me. 
Well, we sat there, I guarantee it's an hour and a half or so, and all of a sudden we got to hearing uh, horns, and we got to hearing men's voices. I said, what in the world? And we got to looking, and they was about nine or ten different flocks of sheep. And them men had gathered around that massive field. And when they went to blowing, whatever it was blowing, and some of them got to hollering, them sheep separated. I'm about to tire something up. The voice of the shepherd. And tonight, God is letting two shepherds let their flock graze together. But come Sunday, them flocks is going to heed to the shepherd's voice. Would somebody help me thank God that there is a chief shepherd? And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. I like that great shepherd too. Oh, bless the name of God. And I appreciate the church last night and then appreciate the church tonight. Take your Bibles and go to the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter number 13. Acts chapter number 13. And uh, I, I really, I really thought I had these days laid out in my studies, but I've not preached nothing that I thought I'd preach. I took care of our church on Sunday and studied Sunday evening and Monday. I spent a good day Saturday with the Lord and uh, making preparations for revival. When you do this, I, I get to preach almost every night of my life. I'm honored. You better be careful what you pray for because most time you get it. And then when you get it, you don't know what to do with it. Don't act like I'm the only one in here that's ever prayed for something and got it and then you didn't know what to do with it when you got it. <clears throat> and... Uh, uh, I, I do not, I do not run five sermons in every church every week of my life. I just don't. I go talk to God. And uh, can I say to the Calvary Baptist Church that God has talked back to me for you? I need y'all to hear me. Now, I'm going to say something right here whether you believe me or not. God, the Holy Ghost, does not talk to me about every church I preach in. Y'all need to listen real close to me. I preach in some churches that I lay before God. Tell me what to preach, God. Talk to me for them people. He won't say nothing to me. Scary. It's dangerous. I don't thank God. I sat over there at that little desk, and by the way, uh, I'm going to just time out right here. By the way, the room that y'all got me, thank you. I live in motels, and to have that chair and to have that couch, 
If y'all didn't mean to get a sweep, I, sh- I might not need to talk about it. You did? <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to have to start my timer over again here in a minute. I ain't started preaching yet. That couch and that chair and that little living room and that desk is, is like, it's priceless to a preacher. I'm 250 plus nights a year in hotels or prophets' chambers and some Sunday school rooms. God knows how to keep the pride ripped out of me. Somebody help me. Hello? Wasn't long ago I stayed in a Sunday school room and I apologized to God for every bad thing I'd ever done. <laughs> Come on now. My little cot, <laughs> Noah, Noah and his little ark. Abraham, yeah, the little bearded. Come on, help me now. Yeah, for three glorious, wonderful, long nights. <laughs> in the bathroom, oh, yeah, the ba- churches are the scariest place in the world. The bathroom at the end of the hall, the shower in another room. Come on now, I'm not complaining. God knows how to keep me humble. Somebody help me. I just flew in, boy, church just rolled the red carpet out. He said, I'm going to fix you, buddy. Amen. I dread next week after talking like this. Amen. But I want to say for y'all that went the extra mile to get a nice room, I want to say thank you. I need you to listen to me. Church, I ain't just looking for words. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you for, for getting a sweet. I don't deserve it. But it sure was nice to sit in that chair, put my feet on the couch and read my Bible today instead of laid back in a motel bed. Somebody help me. And I just want to say to the church, thank you. God bless you. Well, that didn't cost nothing. I just wanted to bootleg a little bit right there if I'd be all right. Huh? And uh, I'm telling you, you go the extra mile. They know tell what God is going to do for you. And I, I mean that from the depths of my heart. And I bless his holy name. And for this other church coming in, good. Now, where would we be without the church? God talking to me for the church. And uh, I'm going to preach what he's asked me to. And I'm going to preach on the church tonight. I'm going to just, we're going to shout about the church. This, this city is wicked. I was just out west in Wichita and it's a big city, but they get around quicker than this city does. I don't see how y'all do it. I had to pray and confess five times from the hotel to here. I watched the red light go through two sessions before I could get out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see how y'all do it. Welcome to Conyers. I'm glad God put y'all here and not me. Hallelujah. I looked over at Brother Trace and I said, it's amazing in these cities that God still got old time, Holy Ghost, church. And I want to use the word religion, but thank God for redemption. Somebody help me. Hey, don't holy on them, won't God. Uh, But when judgment comes, uh, they've had to drive by some old timey Holy Ghost churches to go to hell. Are you hearing me? You keep letting your light shine. You keep singing them old songs. 
You keep singing them songs about Jesus. You rare back, praise God, and preach how hot hell is and how sweet heaven is because it's paying off and it's going to really pay off one day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I say glory to God in this sin-filled, wicked city that God's got old-timey preachers and old-timey Christians on the end and on the, on the sides. I, I say, boy, thank God for that. We ain't got to drop our head. I don't care how big the mega churches are. I don't care what they have. Honey, the church of God tonight, we ain't got to drop our head. We ain't got to take a back seat to this limp-wristed liberal crowd. Honey, that's done took all their clothes off and done thrown the Bible out the door and done traded their songs in without any apologies. I'm a King James man. Old school, Holy Ghost, leather lung, a man of God that'll preach Jesus and Jesus alone. Hallelujah. Run into a man today, tried to convince me of Calvinism. I'm sorry. Was brought up last night and I had a head on collision today witnessing. I, I can't help it. And uh, I'm thanking God for faith and I'm thanking God for repentance. And I'm telling you, Jesus died for the whole world. It's a whosoever. It's not a whensoever. It's a whosoever. Somebody help me. You just ain't going to get saved when you just decide to get saved. But I'll just do it on my time. You'll do it on God's time. God will send his spirit to you to convict you you see him and he'll turn you to Jesus. Amen. Thank God for the witness, the Holy Ghost and came to where I was. Hallelujah. I told that gentleman, I said, yeah. I said, you'll change your beliefs. I'm thinking it's your kids. You want your kids to get in. Amen. Oh yeah, thank God for the church. Are you in Acts 13? Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers of Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Syrian and Manan which had been brought up with Herod and uh, Saul and, and uh, Saul and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. You better watch this crowd that'll only tell you the only way God will talk to you is through the Bible. God talks to me through the Bible, he talks to me through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost speaks to me. When they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands uh, on them, they sent them away, and so they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. 
I like that Holy Ghost. Had any apologies, I ain't ashamed to say it in the Baptist church. We was a shouting a long time before that charismatic crowd in the fields of the woods crowd ever came along. Amen. And, uh, and uh, when they were at Salamis, they preached. You find where the Holy Ghost is, you'll find preaching. <laughs> they preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews, and they had also John to their minister. And when they had gone through the Isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew who was named Bar Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country. Yeah, y'all see that, a prudent man who called Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God, but a Halimaeus, the sorcerer, for so it is his name by in Yeah, my tongue swole there too. Withstood them, as seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. And then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, Oh, uh, oh full of all civility and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? I'm interested in them right ways of the Lord. The right ways of the Lord. I ain't gonna preach nothing young ain't never heard. I'm just gonna echo the man of God. I wanna thank God the church is the right way of the Lord. Amen. And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season, and immediately there fell on him a mist and a dark and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand and uh, then the deputy when he saw what was done believed at being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord I want to say something about a real church they may laugh at us and they may mock us uh, but when their little flesh party blows up and uh, some little old pervert uh, uh, distorts their family. Honey, you know who they're going to look for. They're going to look for a man of God. They're going to look for a people of God. They're going to look for somewhere they can find hope and they can find help. But they don't need some healing. I don't know about y'all, but I want to be around. I want to still be plowing. I want to still be praying. I want to still be praising God. I still want to be preaching the word of God. I still want to be a pastor of an old-fashioned church when that crowd comes looking for the right ways of the Lord. Now let me stir you about the church. I guess if I had a title, I'd say, why the church? Why not? I understand we pull in this parking lot. I understand we've become accustomed. Your pastor's been here all these years. I've been at my place all them years. I've got some that's been with me the whole duration. They become, uh, uh, they become comfortable with my voice. 
Uh, I can bring another preacher in. Boy, they'll sit on the edge of their pew and the pastor, the preacher will say the same thing the pastor's been saying and it'll register to them. Hello? That's because of an unfamiliar voice and they're keyed in. I want to say if we could have a revival of the Bible, we'd have a revival of the church, amen. I want to say God help us not to take for granted a Calvary Baptist church and the other churches that are here and represented tonight. Be careful and don't take your man of God for granted. Don't take your church for granted. I'm telling you the greatest thing on the mind of God and the heartbeat of God is the church. That's what we are tonight. That's who we are. And I believe in the local church. I believe in the church of bride, but I believe in the local church. I believe in a New Testament local church. I want to thank God tonight. I'm preaching in a New Testament about this church. I'm not ashamed to be identified as a Baptist, honey. Oh, but I believe you ought to know your Bible. I base my faith off the Bible. I know, thank God for all, everybody's taking their names off. Honey, I want to make mine in bold letters. I'm an old time Baptist without any apology tonight. He said in, in the Matthew upon this rock, I'll build my church. He said that to Peter. And the gates of hell will not prevent it. Peter wasn't the church. Now I'm not rubbing the foot of Peter. I can take you over yonder uh, to the uh, Vatican and show you uh, where the foot of the statue of Peter's rubbed plumb off and there's a line a half a mile long uh, and the Catholics are coming by and rubbing the foot of Peter, honey. I'm not rubbing the foot of a statue. Uh, I'm bowing down to some holy feet tonight. Uh, I'm bowing down to the feet uh, of the Almighty. Uh, ain't you glad for the Almighty? I'm glad I'm not confused. I'm not looking for some form of worship. I'm glad I know there is a worshiper in me. I can worship him on Monday like I do on Sunday. I can worship him in the night like I do in the day. He's a God that never slumbers nor sleeps. I say thank God for the God of the church. Hallelujah. It's very important that we realize how important the church is. Now, whether I get to all this priest or not, I want to talk to you about the receiving. I want to talk to you about the responsibility. And then I want to talk to you about the relationship. These are basics, but if you'll just let me talk to you about them. Now, I want you to understand they ain't but three ways that the church will receive members. Okay, I'm not going to get too deep in the doctrinal end of it, but I want to say a Baptist church will receive them by statement of faith at our place. We'll receive them by statement of faith. And then if they've been baptized, I'll be real honest with you, I want to check out who done the baptizing. Now if they're sprinkled, I believe in full submerging. Somebody help me. We'll accept them by baptism and then we'll accept them by a letter from, a, <laughs> from another Baptist church 
And I have accepted some from other ones, but let me tell you something we sat down for a few Sundays. Hello. Because we don't need confusion coming in. And they read the sign before they ever came to the pew. Is everybody okay? Now, if you knew my background, I had a grandmother. I'm about to lose nine meetings on this little comment. I had a 94-year-old granny that died, and I had a hold of a hand when she died, but she was doctrinally wrong, but she was saved by the same God that saved me. She is old school, church of God of prophecy. Don't die on me now. She's mixed up. Let me tell you something. The time you think you and I've got it all right, we better be real careful. Somebody help me now. Y'all dying on me. Don't die on me now. I love my granny, but she'd come to our church and I'd say, now, granny, you know, you read the sign when you pulled up. And I said, now, granny, I can't treat you no different than I do anybody else. And I said, you better not start all that, all this. Let me tell you, when you got to pastor your family, that's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And I've had to do it with love and meekness and humbleness. But I'm not answering to my mom and a daddy. I'm not answering to my aunt or my uncle. I'm not answering to my granny or my grandpa. I'm answering to the God that called me and put me in the pulpit and we're going to keep a right uh, uh, regardless of what they say uh, because if God be for us, who can be against us? And so I, I know there's uh, three ways that we can accept them into the church. And that is by immersion of baptism. And, I, and you better watch this crowd that wants to promote baptism for salvation. Uh, salvation is not in baptism. Can I tell you a little something? I got Bible to prove to you. You know what baptism, well, we all know. I want to get off this because I know it's minor and it's, 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 it's a basis, but, uh, but God wants me to say a little something about it. I want to thank God for the baptistry in the church. Amen. Uh, wouldn't it be good if this thing stayed filled with water uh, uh, because there's so many of them getting saved uh, and there's so many of them getting doctrinally right uh, and the preacher's having to baptize every Sunday night? Uh, would that be a blessing. Uh, but that baptism ain't what saves you right there. Uh, uh, yes, it's a picture of what it does. Uh, it shows you you're following the Lord Jesus Christ, but it also soothes your conscience according uh, to 1 Peter chapter number uh, 3 and verse number 21. Let's just go over and look at that. You may not. Let's just go over and look at that. I was just going to hit that and run, but I believe I'll just go over and read it in uh, 1 Peter chapter number Number three and uh, verse number twenty-one: the like figure whereunto even baptized baptism doeth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. Here it is, but the answer of a good conscience towards God uh, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What it's a doing uh, is a saying: the old man's buried uh, and the new man's been resurrected. And it'll help your conscience tonight. I say, thank God I've been baptized. 
You better watch that crowd that refuses to be baptized. It could be because they never had resurrection power. I thank God when I got saved, I wanted to be baptized. I got a man in my church won't be baptized. I don't understand that. Won't join the church. You know why I won't join? It's called commitment. Nobody wants to be committed no more. Hank said, let me tell you something. If you're a member of Calvary Baptist Church, bless God, commit yourself here. Preacher, if I get too out of line here, you set me down. But I was raised... We didn't plan vacation during revival. We didn't play football in revival. We didn't play basketball in revival. I don't care if it was tournament times. We wasn't at the basketball court. We was at the church house because my daddy was committed to the church. Oh my God, help us. I don't, I don't believe I have to preach like this, but the Holy Ghost wants me to. If you're a member of this church or wherever you're a member of, bless God, raise your kids that the church is more important than your job. The church is more important than a hunting trip. The church is more important than a fishing trip. I mean, they need to know the church is the most important Dang in the world. We all right, ain't we? My God, somebody might ought to get the phone out and call 911. I'm not the pastor here, and if I got a if I got a if I got a mean spirit, you tell me. But it's a crying shame. That this man was had a stroke and uh, he is in the hospital on Sunday and uh, I was here on Monday night. Uh, uh, but I'm telling you, it was Sunday morning. Uh, I bet I had 15 texts. Uh, I got snot in nose, preacher. I got congestion, preacher. I'm just a coughing, preacher. Uh, but you, Sunday morning, uh, I bet I had 15 texts. Uh, I got snot in nose, preacher. I got congestion, preacher. I'm just a coughing, preacher. Oh, but you hear me? And hear me well tonight. There's a truck, there's a clock in on Monday morning at 7 o'clock. But they laid out a church, honey. I'm telling you, they's a coming a day. They go one to God. They wish they'd fell in love with a church. I can't do it like I used to could. Y'all bear with me a minute. You better watch this crowd. Now I know it's Tuesday night of revival. And I know you say, well, Brother John, if that was us, we wouldn't be here. But no, let me tell you something. That crowd that ain't here, that could be here, they blind and don't even know it. And the only way me and you is going to keep our eyes open somebody keep preaching like this. Huh? Hey, some of you, bless God, worked all day. 
Here's all you could do to get home, get changed. Some of you couldn't even get changed and you're here. I want to say thank God you come in your work clothes last night. Amen. There's others that come straight from work. Thank God you're in your work clothes. Hey, some of you normally don't eat supper, but you ain't eat supper yet. But the lights is on at the church, and the church is in revival. Ain't somebody glad you got a desire to be down at the church? I know you know this, but you need to hear it again. There's nothing no more important than the church, and the church receives you as a member, either one of them three different ways. Sunday school's church too. I'm sure you don't have this problem. But can I tell you as a pastor, and I'm the evangelist, not but as a pastor, you know what kind of problem I got? We had a fall festival Saturday night. I don't know how far I'm going out, but I'm probably losing church members in 10 meetings. <laughs> Y'all live in my world. I'm recording everything I do. I love preaching. I preach up in the backwood church. didn't even have a PA system. Son, the phones wouldn't even work. Boy, it's awful what all I said that week. Amen. <laughs> we had a fall festival, and there's a family that hadn't been to church in five weeks. There's there. There's two families that hadn't been church in three weeks, and there's there. And there's one family that hadn't been church in two weeks, and there's there. Now, I'm a devil. I'm a rebel. If it wasn't for Jesus, son, I'd run some motorcycle gang. I would. I mean, I can skin a buck and run a trot line. Somebody help me. Oh, help me, Jesus. I mean, I'm telling you, rough around the edge. Don't let this suit. I come out of that motel clerk. He looked at me coming out of there in my overhauls. And I was working that morning. I bent over and I ripped a side of screwdriver in them. Ripped a side of them. That's how I checked in. I, I was representing Calvary Baptist Church in a pair of ripped overhauls. Uh, and they, he said, Are you really a preacher? I said, I really am. <laughs> This is no lie, little fella to this. You know, little fella. <laughs> you know, little fella to this. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I come walking out of that suit at time. He said, Boy, you sure do clean up. I'm like, Don't be hitting on me, buddy. I'm married. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm taken, baby. I'm happy. Somebody help me. Huh? Huh? Somebody help me now. I said, he said, Boy, you clean up good. I said, Yeah. I said, Joseph A. Banks, somebody say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wouldn't have had that if a church hadn't bought it for me. Uh, I could have bought a good deer rifle for what they paid for this. Somebody help me. I believe a deer rifle. <laughs> yeah, help me now. It won't wire out. This suit ain't going to last six months. You saw what you said? I'm telling you, oh, God, help us. Are you hearing me? I'm going to tell you what to deal with. I mean, and then they didn't come Sunday. Yeah, come on. Yeah. I looked over my deacon. I deacon standing right there. And pastors see things. Pastor back there, <laughs> yeah, you see things. You see things. 
I'm standing back there, and I mean, there's just people everywhere, kids running everywhere. We had bounce. I mean, just it was just a blessing. I said, boy, Deacon, I said, look at the people that's here. Hallelujah. He looked on me, and he said, preacher, he said, I wish you'd cut loose preaching right now and cuss them all out. I said, what? <laughs> he usually says chew, but he said cuss. He said, I wish you'd just cuss them all out. He said, they ain't been to church. He said, and if we don't raise money and all, he said, they ain't tithe. <laughs> he got them. Are y'all with me? Somebody help me. And listen, the third one in line. Hadn't been there in five weeks. He done not eating our food. Third one in line. Hey, preacher. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Sugar's high. I've lost my mind. But I'm, I, the third one in line hadn't been there in five weeks. Deacon, I said, Deacon, look. Oh, both Chuck was standing. I said, look. I said, I wouldn't have God made some possum soup and put strychnine in it. Somebody help me. Hey, man, you say, why? It's because they worry me to death. They call me about every other week, got more trouble and got more problems than they can shake two sticks at. Honey, they wouldn't have near the problem. They wouldn't have to call the preachers much if they'd just commit to the church and God has put them in. I'm saying what you need to do is stay in love with your church. Don't leave your church. Don't go to another church. Support your man. Support God and support each other and stay with the church tonight. That's just the receiving of the church. If you committed and joined it, and if you ain't joined one, you need to find one to join. Now, why? What's the reason? Y'all ready for such deep? I'm fixing to give you such a deep theological answer for such a question. What's the reason? I mean, you better get a pen and a paper out. Son, you better take notes because I'm fixing to say something so profound there'll be ever author in the world be wanting to put it in their book. What's the reason? Look up in here. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> I don't need a pen and a paper of that. You're exactly right. It's the right thing to do. Did y'all see that verse of the right ways of the Lord? It's the right thing to do. I mean, that somebody said, oh, we're, we're wanting to be so educated in this society. Now, I'm about to say something that's cut my throat. Then listen, I ain't, well, Brother Dawson, when you going to write a book? I ain't old enough to write a book. And all these young boys, these young guns writing their books. Huh? I'm all right, I'm going to run this rabbit. Everybody's writing them a book. Why don't they go read the book? Seven steps how to build a church. Hang on, let me give you the Bible. Except he built the church and labor in vain. That's Psalm 127 1. That's just Bible. You know why you need to commit to the church? The reason? It's because it's the right thing to do. Over 115 mentions and 90 mentions to the local church in the New Testament. It's the right thing to do. The reason it's the right thing to do. We're not an organization. 
This is an organism. It's alive. It's a well. Are you listening to me? We're not just a group of people on the side of the road. Oh, me. I got too much liberty here. It's the right thing to do. And if you don't commit, if you don't join a church, you ain't never going to commit. Mm. When you join one, that identifies you. Why does everybody want to hide their identity? You mean you went down there to Brother Tracy Puckett? Yes. Hey, some of my kind of side. Man, I wish y'all didn't know I went down there. Take a picture with me. Plaster it on your local news. This is my crowd. This is my crowd. It's who I hang out with. You can have all your little Dr. Got Rocks and all your little little smart fellers. Are y'all hearing me? Your little social gatherings. Got to have your little cliques. Got to be joined up with a certain crowd. I'll tell you what I tell them. I got, a, I got some money, men, okay? Don't throw me under the bus. Problem is, ain't one of them giving. Come on, Got one in there. I mean, he, could, he got enough to burn two wet mules and not miss it. Y'all with me? Let me tell you how the church survives. Poor, blue collar, hardcore working, tithing members. That little lady that draws that check for $860 a month and she writes a $90 tithe check, well, that's how the church is surviving. Everybody all right? And if you're not a tither, you're not right with God. Don't, don't get up in the choir and sing, oh, how I love Jesus and rob God of your tithes. Are we all right? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm losing it, ain't I? Don't come up here and say, oh, I just want y'all to pray for me. We're having a hard time. I want to say I've had a hard time, uh, but I'm glad I could go ask God for anything because I didn't know him nothing. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm killing it, ain't I? This ain't even now, line. How should I tithe? If you make 500 and you don't bring home but 420, you need to give $50. Somebody help me. The economy of God, everybody gives the same. Everybody gives the same in the economy of God down at the local church. Hallelujah. <laughs> Several years ago, I got convicted. I get them gift cards. I get gift cards. And I never did tithe on them gift cards. And the Holy Ghost, I was at the Longhorn. And, and the Holy Ghost said, you ain't tithed off that. I said, mm. So I'm sorry, Lord. I ain't even never thought like that. Because it's, it's an increase. Somebody help me. Come on now, y'all all right? So if I get a $50 gift card, God's going to get $5 of it. Amen. Whew. Whew. 
I'm just trying to help you tonight about this. why the church, it, because, there's a reason why. It's the right thing to do. You remember when you used to get here 30 minutes early and now you're 10 minutes late? I'm sorry. I've killed this meeting. And you, you say, well, preacher, that ain't me, but you know five families that ain't even coming here now, and that used to be them. You might ought to send them a text and say, boy, I'm having revival. Got under burden for you, and I'm praying for you. Because if we ain't careful, it'll be me or you acting that way. You owe it to yourself. I know you don't know the heart of a preacher. But I got to say some things, and I, I, we all right, I can't believe the time frame. I'm coming, to an, I'm coming to an end. I mean, I have preached more like I was at home tonight than I have on the road. Listen, real close. Boy, when tragedy takes place, you're calling. got a family that got sideways with me about five, six years ago. Boy, got bad, like the died. Son, they cussed me for everything I was worth. Talked about our church. But guess who they called when their boy was done in ICU? Boy, I had to, had to swallow my pride. I went on down there and had to get right with God. They hurt me so bad. I had one family in particular that hurt my family so bad. Can I start the invitation? Sis, you come on wherever you're on the piano. Help us on the piano. Listen, listen real close, son. I couldn't be hurt, seemed like no worse. It's the worst hurt I've ever had this family give me. You talking about lies? Straight from hell. They not only hurt me, but they obituarily hurt my wife. You with me? They attacked my wife. And then they attacked my children. You don't talk about making a man mad. I can stand before God. It was a hundred percent preacher, a lie from hell. And they tackled my little boy and my little girl. Phone rung one night about ten forty-five, ten fifty. Heard his voice. I'm going to have to tell the whole story. I was trying to cut it short. He called me. I didn't answer it. Becca said, who's that? I said, look. Tears swelled up in her eyes. Called again. I rejected. I'm sorry. I got to tell the truth. Called again. I declined. Three times. I declined, declined, declined. Fourth call, about 20 minutes. Boy, the Holy Ghost got a hold of them. They hurt me. And I picked that phone up and he was weeping on the other end. He said, I've been trying to call you, preacher. I said, yes, sir. Oh, he told me sorry a hundred times. I said, what you need? He said, it's my boy. He said, it's my boy. He said, would you get down here? It's looking like he's not going to make it through the night. You know what I wanted to do? Tell him no. I mean, listen, Brother Tracy. It's one of the worst hurts I've ever had in 29 years of the ministry. 
Becky said, what are you going to do? I said, I guess I'm just going to roll out of bed and I'm going to go on down there. That's what you do. But this gentleman told me, he said, my boy's laying in there. It's my fault. He said, it's how I treated you and your family. He said, if you can find it in your heart some way to forgive me. He said, please pray God will bring my boy back around. You better be real careful how you treat the preacher at the church. And you better be real careful how you treat the people at the church because the, the reason and the receiving, there's a relationship. And I'm telling you at Calvary Baptist, they some of you, you might ought to back up and go tell the Lord you're sorry for some things you've said about the people and about the preacher and about the place. The people, the preacher, and the place, that's three distinct different. The place. You better be careful what you say about them stained wood framing on them windows. You better be real careful what you say about the carpet. Let me tell y'all a little something. This ain't just a typical building. This building's preaching every day when they're driving by. They know what this stands for. So you better be real careful talking about the place. And then the people that's in this place. I know I've preached long and I should. You better be careful talking about the people of the place. You better be real careful talking about the preacher of the people to the place. Let's stand, heads bowed, eyes closed. How many of you would find a place? How many of you would find a place in this altar and say, God, help me to love the church. Help me to, help me, God, to treat the church better. God, help me to be renewed with the church. I had a lot of verses and had some more thoughts, but I just minded God. Please don't take your church for granted. Get committed. Our Father and our God in Jesus' name, as these is bowing, these are praying, those that are standing, those that are in the pew that's a praying, God, those that the Holy Ghost is dealing with, some on tithing. God, there's some in here that they've been, they've been holding their money back. God, would you clear it up for them and just, just let them get a hold of it they can't outgive you. God, our, our preacher's standing here tonight. Lord, you know my heart. I wouldn't do nothing to hurt him or hurt his people. I love the people of God. I, my heart breaks for the people of God all over this country. God, the church is so important, but seems like anymore the church has only become of a convenience. When, when it's convenient, we'll come. Help us, Lord, to stay committed to the church. God, help us to do more for the church than we've ever done. God, help us to pray and do more for the preacher than we've ever done. God, help us to do more for the people. Oh, God, help us. Help us, Lord, to love the church. Help me to love my church more. God, I see some of people in it, Lord. It just, sometimes it rubs me wrong that God, help me, God, help me, Lord, help me with the church. Forgive me, I pray, and help me. Pray as long as you need. Do business with the Lord.